0: all right guys welcome pleasure to have you on thanks for hopping on before we get started please like subscribe comment share hit the notifications button on our page we'd greatly appreciate it this is the off the bench podcast and today i want to go through you know i think a few pointers or tips that could probably that could take you from the bench to the field and if you never played sports i'm sorry um to me, it was some of the greatest years of my life, being a part of a team and fighting for one common goal, practice. Everything about it is, is to me, amazing. And I think the reason why so many people that have played sports in the past, athletes, we even have some pro athletes coming to join FFL, is because it's the greatest team environment, in my opinion, in the country, in any business. And the fight is fun. Like, for, for, for us... The challenge to grind, the struggle, um, going through it might not be necessarily great. But when you get to the other side, it changes everything. It changes your perspective and it gives you the motivation to keep driving. It gives you the the confidence to know that you can get through things. And, and you're going to go through stuff in this business knowing that, know that going into it so that you're not surprised. Nothing should surprise you because it's business and you take something simple that you've ever done and, you know, did it ever work out to, to according to the plan? Plans always change. Goals always change. I mean, when I came out of high school, I went to college for a very short period of time. And then I got into plumbing, mechanical, steel work, or uh, pipe fitting. And we would build hospitals, schools, office, big buildings, right? And they'd have drawings, they'd pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to architects and, and and engineers and they would design the building. And the funny thing is, they have all these blueprints and it never failed. At some point in time throughout the process, throughout the progress, throughout the build, the blueprints would change. They would have amendments, they would have redraws. And that's because you're never going to think of everything and 99% of the time, plans don't execute 100% according to the way the plan was drawn up. And you have to be okay with that. It's why in sports at halftime, they make adjustments. The coaches that make the best adjustments at halftime typically win the game. Um, same thing. And in, in, in any sport, right? In, in baseball, in between innings. In, in, in football, you know, in between quarters. Halftime, main, main adjustments. Basketball, same thing. Hockey, periods. Whatever you want to do. It's, there's adjustments that are made. Because the game plan that you had created, if you're not winning the game, wasn't working. And there's, there are a few reasons for that. One could be the players aren't executing. Or two, the could be the, the game plan wasn't right. And that's okay, too. You have to be willing to go, yeah, I was wrong. Or, yeah, this didn't work out the way I thought it did. I'm going to change it. Now, here's a couple mistakes that a lot of agents make in this business and probably in any business and in life is they put a plan together and they change it before there's time to see if the plan's going to work. And that's a lot like, you know, adjustments in football, like you usually play the first half and then make major adjustments at halftime. If your plan's not executing properly and you always make minor adjustments, like if, if, you know, if the D end is crashing, you run outside. If the end's going upfield, you run inside. Right. So, but if you see something like that in game, you make in-game adjustments all the time. But the overall plan might be the run to football. Well, if you don't if you run the football for the first series in a game, don't score, don't get a first down. Second series come out, do it again, don't score, don't get a first down. If you stop that game plan just two series in, you haven't given it a chance to win. You haven't given it a chance to to succeed, to be successful. So sometimes you have to just stick with something. And in this industry, I go 90 days. Give yourself 90 days of doing something before you you change it. Now, again, are there things that you change faster? Yes. Like if you're not dialing at 730 in the morning and you're dialing at 11 and it's not working, I wouldn't go keep dialing at 11 a.m. Don't start at 11 a.m. for the next 90 days to see if it works. No, we already know dialing at 730 in the morning works. We already know Saturday and Sundays are the best two days to sell insurance. We already know that. Now, does everybody do that? No. But that's something that if you're not doing, you want to adjust quickly. But when I'm talking about a game plan, uh, uh, I'm talking about leads, like types of leads, um, a a real tight schedule, um, things like that. If you're doing recruiting, recruiting um, campaigns, like don't do it for a week or two. And go! I, 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 nobody's writing. I, I quit. I quit the campaign. You have to give things time to take form and 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 hold. And that's tough in business sometimes because a lot of the reason that we stop early is because we we're spending money and maybe we're not getting our money back, or we're not seeing the results instantly. And it's a microwave society we live in right now. I mean, if you watch TV past midnight, you'll see commercials for this miraculous pill that will shed weight with you doing nothing eat all you want don't exercise you'll lose weight bs doesn't work that way or hair like like i see all kinds of crazy things i'm going like this is so this is weird to me like it doesn't work that way learn a new language in 48 hours come on now like things take time that are worth their weight so if you want something good it's going to take time so that's one thing I wanted to talk about I think we need to to really stick to our plans as far as lead flow schedule goals phone script we got to stick to that you got to stick it out for 90 days right and so if you're new and you're you're starting in this industry make sure your schedule is locked tight okay meaning you know exactly when you're dialing you know exactly when you're running and doesn't change barring a funeral or something along those lines, like something super serious. Stick it out for 90 days. Lead flow. If you're if you're trying a new batch of leads, try them for 90 days. Give yourself a chance to get a good base of information before you make a decision. Cause it doesn't, you know, it doesn't take a ton to go from good to great it's small minor adjustments so you ever seen that there's there's a there's a um, i don't know i don't even know what it's called it's like a cartoon drawing where a guy's digging for diamonds and he's the first picture he's digging he's like a foot deep second picture he's digging he's like 4 foot deep the third picture he's digging he's like 10 feet deep the fourth picture you see he stops digging he's climbing out of the ladder and the fifth picture you see him standing at the top of the hole looking down But what you didn't see in the first four pictures is he was an inch or two away from striking gold, hitting the diamonds. And he gave up just a tad bit short of him hitting what he needed, what he was doing all that work for. And that happens in this industry a lot. It happens in this business especially, is you're so close to an explosion, but you stopped or you pulled up or you took your foot off the brakes or something happened like a chargeback or something happened like a roll-up or a lead roll-up and you're like, I don't want it, this stinks, I, I hate it. Well, if you expect there to be no struggles in this business, why in the world would they pay the way they pay? If it was really easy, then they would pay us a fraction of what they pay. Just like if everybody could shoot three-pointers and dunk basketballs, these NBA players wouldn't make millions of dollars. They would make 20, 30 grand because everybody could do it. This is something that not everybody can do or not everybody will do. Everybody has the ability to do it, but not everybody has the discipline, the stick-to-itiveness to do it. So here's what I would ask you. Have you ever done anything in your life like anything for a period of time that required crazy discipline. So think back, like, did you used to smoke and you stopped? Um, Did you work out for a period of time and never missed a day at the gym? Or did you start eating healthy? Or did you get up every morning, read for 25 minutes, and then, then start your day? Is there something that you've done throughout your life, anytime, for any period of time, that required a lot of discipline. If you answered, if you've done anything, if you've done anything that required a lot of discipline at any point in your life, then you can do anything that requires a lot of discipline in your life. I mean, if you've done it once before, you can do it again. And if you've done it on this, you can do it on that. The challenge is what's driving you to do that, right? What is driving you to stick with this business? What's driving you to get up at 6 in the morning? What's driving you to get to the office at 7.30 and start dialing? What's driving you to go for no? What's driving you to take, you know, a full Saturday and half a Sunday or full Saturday, full Sunday and, and go and meet with families to help serve them? What's driving you to do that? The purpose has to be big. Or you have to really be in a situation where you just have no other choice. Like I, I, when we started Family First Life, we didn't have a choice but to work. I mean, there was no other option, barring us quitting and going, "Ah, Sean, you handle all the all the legal stuff on your own. We're out. Peace." Like we're not. I'm not built that way. Now, I don't know if you're built that way or not, but if you're not, maybe you need to go back to the drawing board and figure out what your goal is, what your why is, what your purpose is. Because without that, this is real difficult. But when, the, when, when my purpose, my goal, when, my, when, when what I'm trying to do is so much greater than anything that goes on throughout the day, it just minimizes stuff that's not good. It minimizes problems. It minimizes mistakes. None of it matters. Because I know no matter what happens today, I have to get through this because I have kids that are relying on me. have a spouse that's relying on me. But what is driving you to do that? So when I got sober back in 2003, like I was addicted to pain medication. I fell through a skylight 25 feet and broke my back at age 22. And on my 21st birthday, I was skiing, going down a hill about 80 miles an hour. My binding broke. I spun and hit a tree at full speed and broke my back again or broke my back for the first time the second time I broke it again when I fell through the skylight so they gave me medicine well the medicine worked for a while and then it didn't work so they gave me more and all that you, you know how that goes and then I liked it well not until I had kids and then I couldn't see my kids cuz they were going you're a threat to your children right you're not you're not right you're not safe you're not this is not good you're not going to be around your kids and nobody, the state decided that, right? And I'm like, oh, hell no. I can't not see my kids. I went to get help. Do you think I want, like, that's not an easy thing to do, but it was nec- It was the only option I had so I could see my kids. That was the driving force to make me move. Now, that's an extreme scenario, but there are a lot of folks that go through things in life that they do extreme, they, they do things they never thought they could do because there was something extreme riding on that action. Like, have you ever seen the, there's videos of like a child trapped under a car and the dad's there and he weighs like 102 pounds and he lifts up a 400 pound or a 4,000 pound car and pulls the child out. Like, there's no explanation for that. Never in a million years could that dude do anything like that. But under that situation, he was superhuman because that child was... The why that child was the reason. So it gave him. He mustered every ounce of energy, strength he had, and then obviously I would say had some help from above. But how's that possible? And then you look at folks that done what, like some of the people here have done, like Andrew and Kilamit and and Paul and Matt and Mark and you know Sean. And I'm blessed to be in that category. Like, dude, what? That's crazy. What happened? But it's not really. All we did was work really hard. We treated people right. We worked really hard. And we didn't quit. There were days where it was... It, it was it, it sucked. With all due respect, it sucked. But what was the other option? I mean, what am I going to do? I could always go back to plumbing, but that was not fun. And I wasn't dealing with... Like, I had one... I'll tell you. So I worked for this company. One point in time. And... It was a service company, so they would call you if they had issues with their plumbing. So I go out to this house, and I worked for this guy. He was corny as crap. And when you got to the house, you had a, you carried a red rug, and when you knocked on the door, you rolled a red rug out. And his motto was, it's the red carpet service. And I'm like, this is so bad. But I needed money. So I get to this house, knock on the door, a lady answers it, and I didn't roll the rug out ever because um, I just couldn't. And she goes, oh, I got a problem with my ejector pit. Now, if y'all don't know what that is, like if your house is below the sewer, the city sewer line, like if you're in a valley, they use what's called ejector pits to pump the sewage up to the pipe so it can flow downhill. Well, people have basement bathrooms. Some of them are below the sewer line. They, they goes into a pit. The pit fills up and it pumps it out. Or her ejector pit was clogged. And. Like if y'all know what goes in there, it, it it's um, ugh, like right. It's it's everything that comes out of your body, and a bunch of other stuff. It smells terribly, and so the guy had a book he would he would flip through for prices. So I'm flipping through the binder so I figure out what I'm going to charge this lady. And I look and I go, four hundred dollars is on the book, four hundred dollars to dive into a pit full of crap and pee and whatever else they flush down the toilet. And I look up the lady, I go, yep, it's four grand. And she said, four grand? I said, yeah, I don't know, it's four grand. She goes, all right, well, I need to talk to my husband. I was like, all right, well, let me know. I I got a couple other jobs to do. So I left. And I get a call like 30 minutes later. He goes, did you happen to quote a lady $4,000 to clean out an ejector pit? I said, absolutely. And he goes, What is wrong with you? I go, I'm not cleaning anybody's poop for 400 bucks. And I'm not even getting the whole 400. You're getting half of it, and I'm getting half of it. I'm definitely not doing it for 200. I'm worth more than that. And I quit. Now, I could go back to doing things like that, or I could just deal with all the problems that face you in this business. And they're not really problems, they're just situations. Like a problem is having a child dying from cancer, a problem is third world hunger a problem is not having a, a, a roof over your head and sleeping out in the freezing cold like that all is problems problem is poverty that's a problem a problem is child abuse and and human trafficking like those are problems lead debt roll up and chargebacks and someone hanging up with me that's not a problem so my 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 advice to y'all is read something called The Noticer by Andy Andrews. It's all about perspective. And the greatest thing, and I say, I've been saying this now since we've done it, but the greatest thing we did was go on that mission trip to a third world country and watch people that are actually poor and see how they live and see how happy they are for what little they have. And it changes your perspective on your life because when you can identify what's really, really serious and what's really, Not your mindset so much better, your attitude so much better, your patience is so much better. The result in what you're trying to accomplish is so much better. But it all starts with that. So figure out why you're doing this. Like, what is your purpose? It can't just be for money because that's not strong enough to get you out of bed when you have to. It's not strong enough to deal with the adversity you're going to deal with in building this business. It's not strong enough to to maybe have. $100 $100 in your bank account or negative $100 in your bank account. It's not strong enough to do that. But when you have kids that you love and you would die for and you want to give them a life, that's strong enough. When you have a child that's that needs something that you can provide through this industry, that's strong enough. When you have parents that you want to retire that, that are sick that you'd love to give them care, that's strong enough. When you have a charity that you're passionate about, changing people's lives. That'll that'll do it. And the more you do in this industry, the easier it is to want to serve and help. That's a fact. And that's just the way it is. And people go, that's not fair. Well, I know it's not, but it is what it is. The people go, you don't care about the money cuz you have so much. No, I didn't really care about the money before I had it. That's the difference. Meaning like, yes, I know I need money to feed my family and put a roof over their head. But outside of that, what is really, it's like, I don't need anything. I don't need a boat. I don't need an airplane. I don't need a Maserati. I don't need a Rolex watch. I don't need any of that stuff. So minus the everyday needs of my life and my children and my wife and my family, everything else is a bonus. So in that aspect, I don't care about the money. And when you do that, you can run this non-emotional. You can do what's best for the agents. You can do what's best for you when you really take the emotion of the money out of it. But it all starts with the why. It all starts with your purpose. Figure that out. You'll figure this business out. And you'll have a life you could only dream of. Thanks for hopping on, guys. I appreciate you.